0: Well, praise God. Jesus Christ is alive and well. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. We thank Him for His shed blood. We thank Him that He died for our sin. And we also thank Him that He is alive forevermore. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Well, let's look at John chapter 14 and let's look at verse 6. Praise God forever. And I'll be reading from the New King James and it reads, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. One more time. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except except through me, John fourteen six. Father, I thank you for your word tonight, and I give you praise for the ministry of your spirit, and I thank you for the ex- exaltation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus is his name, amen. One more time, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John fourteen six. You know, just by reading this verse... Without any further expounding thereon, we understand that Jesus is the Savior, and no other can replace Him. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Praise God. So, He is our entrance to the presence of the Almighty Father God in heaven. Amen. If you seek another, you will not be allowed into the presence of God in heaven. There is no entrance outside of Jesus. There is no way, truth, or life to the Father. So as much as I believe this truth, amen. As much as I believe this truth and have therefore declared it openly uh, just just a few moments ago, I believe um, that there is more that can be gleaned from this passage. I believe there's more to see and more to know. The phrase, way, truth, and life, carried special meaning to the Jewish mind. Every one of Jesus' disciples would have understood the deeper meaning by this statement of way, truth, and life. Most people today uh, that read the Bible, still probably the majority are Gentile uh, people. They're not of the Jewish race, and we would not understand it like the Jews would even today. But especially in the day that this was first spoken, when Jesus was before His disciples, they would have understood this because it had reference to the temple the temple in Jerusalem the holy temple existed for the holy of holies let me say that one more time the holy temple existed for the holy of holies amen the holy of holies is the very center of the temple it is the uh, innermost chamber of the temple and so when we looked at this place called the way the truth and the life it has reference to this understanding of going into the very depths of the temple the innermost place called the holy of holies the innermost chamber of the temple was the holy of holies this place was the hallowed place of the temple which was also the location of the ark of the covenant Are you listening to me? Amen. Amen. This place was set apart for the holy presence of God Himself. It was set apart from the average human being. Only the high priest could enter, and then only with the offering of blood and once a year. The Holy of Holies was accessible only to the high priest, Once a year on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies to burn incense and sprinkle the blood of a sacrificial animal on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. Mm -hmm. And when he did this, by doing this, the high priest offered this blood unto God atoning for his own sins as well as the sins of the people. Praise God. So this is what we would call the way, the truth, and the life. The entrance to travel to the innermost chamber of the presence of God had three passageways beginning with the way. There was a gateway and this was called the way. And it was into the very first p- place of the temple called the outer court. And it had vessels of brass. So the outer court was, had vessels of brass. It had other things. But beginning with the way into the outer court, we see that there is an entrance toward the Holy of Holies. As we go deeper and we go into another passage, this place is the holy place or truth. So we have the way, which is the outer court. The the passageway into the outer court was the way. And then the passageway into the holy place was truth. And it had vessels of silver. So then the outer court had vessels of brass And the holy place had vessels of silver. And then finally the passageway that we've already talked a little bit about. Finally the passageway into the holy of holies called life. And in the holy of holies we had vessels of gold. Amen? Praise God. And so the way is the passageway, the first way into into the... temple as you're going toward the holy place. The second is truth. The second passageway is truth, again going toward the holy place. And then the third passageway is life into the holy of holies. Praise God. So in context of John chapter 14, Jesus was explaining to His disciples that He was going to prepare a place for them as He went to be with the Father. Therefore, He was saying that through Him and what He was about to do, they would be able to enter the Holy of Holies also. Not just the High Priest, and not just once a year. They would be able to enter the presence of God by faith in Him at will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood would sprinkle them, and their sins would be removed, praise God. It is so important that we see the desire to enter the Holy of Holies should be central to our faith. Desiring to know the presence of God, desiring to enter into the very presence of God Almighty. This should be the central theme of why we believe in Jesus should be the central theme of why we worship God in the first place. Oh, by the way, the title of this message is Approaching God, Part 1. Because we're going to talk some more about this. Amen? Amen? Approaching God. And this is why we believe in Jesus in the first place, isn't it? So that we might approach God Almighty, that we might know God, that we might know Him heart to heart. Hallelujah. To draw near to God Himself through Jesus the Lord, our Savior. We should not want to stay distant in the outer courts of our walk with God. We should not just want to have a religion and stay in the outer courts and you know, get, you know, be in the temple but not really you know, know the presence of God. No, we should desire to go into the very presence of God Himself and allow that presence to become somewhat familiar, if I can say that, to us. Familiar, yes, and yet a remaining awe. Amen? Amen. Not so much surprised by the presence of God and yet still in awe of it. Amen? Amen? As we call upon the name of the Lord, as we... Enter in by prayer as we enter in by praise. We enter in by declaration of the word. As we enter in by faith in the Lord Jesus. It should not so much be a surprise when we experience the presence of God. Amen. And yet it should always be something of, of awesomeness to us. Amen. It should be something that it always causes us to be in awe of our God. Amen? Amen. Respect is not really a word that can uh, actually explain it. It would be more of a hallowing. Hallowed be thy name, Jesus said to pray. Amen? We should desire to go into the very presence of God Himself and allow that presence to become something within us as well, that He should come inside of us. As the New Testament calls us, we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. No longer a temple made with hands, but a temple bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the awesome name of Jesus. Glory. I want us to look at Matthew 27, verses 50 through 51. And again, the New King James, and it reads, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up His Spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. Now, the veil of the temple that was torn in two was from the top, which meant it was not done by man, it was done by God. But also, what was the name of this veil? Life. The veil of this temple, or of the holy place that was torn here, is the veil called life. Jesus had just given His life. Are you listening to me? Jesus gave His life, and when He did, the veil of the temple called life, which represented the entrance into the holy place... The entrance into the, excuse me, the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was, that passageway was torn from top to bottom. Life was given, and the veil was rent. Glory to God. On the cross, Jesus died, and His spirit came out of His body. It says that in verse fifty. He yielded up His spirit. The Bible is clear that as the flesh, without the spirit, is dead. The flesh without the as the body without the spirit is dead. Jesus' body gave up the spirit. The very life force, if you will, the very life presence of Almighty God was released as the flesh and blood body of Jesus died. Yeah. Even as He was pierced, even as He was uh, uh, torn in ways the the beating before and then the the uh, sword into his flesh he was already dead by then but his body endured so much uh, terrible assault he was beaten he was whipped he was he had the crown of thorns he he bled so much even before the cross of Calvary yet he still was alive. But when He died, His Spirit came out. And just as the Spirit came out of His body, so the veil of the temple, of the veil called life was torn. In the temple, the veil or the passageway called life separated the common man from entering the presence of God. Only the high priest and only once a year and only with blood. But Jesus gave His life that all mankind might come to the Father through faith in Him. Through the precious blood that He sprinkled that day on the true mercy seat, Jesus shed His blood to take away our sin. Amen? Amen. Praise God. This is so important that we see it. Because the true temple, you remember Jesus said, I believe it's in the Gospel of John. I remember in the Gospels where Jesus was walking by the great temple. And Jesus said, uh, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up again. And then it says He was not speaking of the physical temple of uh, the building. He was speaking of Himself. Jesus is the true temple. The innermost temple Holy of Holies was His Spirit within Him. Praise God. He walked around. The Holy of Holies walked among us. The Holy of Holies walked among mankind. And the presence of God was known by the wonderful words He spoke, by the wonderful miracles and signs and wonders that He did. But even more than that, on the cross of Calvary, the Holy Holy of Holies came out among us by His Holy Spirit that any and every one of us might know that presence today. Well, in reflection, or as we look at this, we can also allow it to look back at us, if we will. In reflection, as we allow Him, Jesus, into our hearts and lives, our innermost being is born again. We, being a spirit, who possesses a soul and lives in a body, we have an innermost being called the Spirit. And that Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, in the faith of Jesus Christ, receiving Jesus and what He did for us, we are born in uh, again in our innermost being, and we are made holy through Him. Amen. We're not made holy by how we, you know, Comb our hair, or, or how we uh, put clothes on our ourselves, and so forth and so on. Even though there are uh, inappropriate ways and appropriate ways to display yourself, are you listening to me? Yeah. These things are secondarily showing your holiness. Yeah. The first and primary is your faith in the precious blood and knowing. His Spirit within you. Knowing the Lord within you. Christ in us is our hope of glory. Not just the glory to come, but the glory in the now. The very presence of God today. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So in reflection, as we allow Him into our hearts and lives, and our innermost being is born again, God dwells within us. Our holiness is of Him. Hallelujah. Our holiness is the presence of the Lord within us and our devotion to Him. Our day in, day out, looking unto Jesus. The day in, day out, drawing nearer and nearer and nearer through Jesus to the presence of of Almighty God, both in the now and in the day to come, in the hereafter. Praise Amen. God. Hallelujah. God dwells within us today, dear ones, because of the way, the truth, and the life in Jesus Himself. We come to the Father today through Jesus Christ our Lord. We draw nearer to Him in every step of our life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He's made it possible for us to be the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. He's made it possible that we could be heirs of God, joint heirs with Him. Praise God. He made it possible that we could be the Word made flesh, if you will. That we could be witnesses of Him as we go about to fulfill the Great Commission as we go about to reach out with the presence of God in our life to others that He might touch their lives, that He might enter them, praise God. Jesus has not only prepared a place for us in heaven, but He has also made a place for Himself in our hearts and lives here on earth through the born-again experience and our ongoing pursuit of the presence of God in our lives. Christ in us is our hope of glory, both now and the hereafter. Don't ever forget that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can know the Father except by Him. Praise God. God bless you.